on the last day, we're walking out of SEMA. And as we're walking out, you immediately hear all the cars turn on. Like people oh, are yeah. just rushing to get into their cars, right? And the guy goes in, he leans into the window and he goes to turn on this car. This car is like 37,000 feet long. It's one of those old boats of a car. Cars in neutral. It also starts to roll back. There's a car behind it that's like, I think it's like a Red Bel Air or something like that. He tries to throw that thing in reverse. There's people behind the car. He tries slamming oh on the gas God. to try and get out of the way. <laughs> he can't get out of the way. The car rolls right into the front of the car, smacks oh, the front passenger headlight. No. Welcome back to the Martini Works podcast. I am back. And every single week, the garage is getting colder and colder and colder, which is terrible. But hey, thank you guys so much for coming back, listening, tuning in, all that sort of good stuff. We got a couple things we're talking about today. First things first, SEMA. We got to talk a little bit about SEMA. Then what else are we talking about? What aren't we talking about today? My God, we're going to be talking about fishing, what we're going to eat for lunch, <laughs> yeah. our favorite ramen. We're not talking about any of that. We're also going to be talking... You don't want to talk about ramen? I would love to talk about ramen. We're going to talk a little bit about... <laughs> our show. I don't know. Whatever. What else is there? Black Friday stuff yeah, coming we got, up? Yeah, we got a little bit of Black Friday. So yeah, me and Jels discussed on the last podcast uh, about SEMA and Black Friday. Okay. Uh, now you're here. You went to SEMA and you went through it yeah so we'll, we'll discuss a little bit about that and then we'll talk a little bit about winter subs because i know oh yeah you yeah. have some stuff you're planning with the z potentially and Trying. then jells is working yeah. on doing some yeah. stuff with his bmw mm -hmm. um and i am on the fence if i want to drive the super again or store it this year because i did yeah. the opposite and then we'll be finishing up with uh, some out of context. We're bringing that back. We heavily loved yeah. out of context. <laughs> and heavily requested. They just some, love seeing me struggle. Yeah, and some breaking news. Watching Gels go from talking a lot to not saying a single word in out of context is, is an odd situation. But hey, if your name is Cody D, I know Daniel him. A, Blake M, Alexander, wow, that's a really long last name, but we'll just say G, but Zach R, Andrew E, or Clayton H. Thank you guys so much for the support. You pick something up from the Martini Works website, whether that be the new Cody. race hoodie, which everybody seems to love, or you actually picked up a set of wheels, set of tires. Yeah. You want to get a wheel and tire package. We can do that stuff too, which has been absolutely awesome. Every single day we can see one of those come through. It does support us a yeah. ton. So if you're looking to build your car, mod your car at Martini Works. If you need help, hit the chat bubble. You're talking to myself. If you're talking to Gels, we can help you out. And if we don't have it on the website, I promise we can get it. Yeah, I know good? Cody picked up some Continental Viking Contact 7s. A winter setup. The, yeah. the best winter tires I've ever used personally. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so let's jump into to SEMA. What do you guys want to know about it? As uh, I spent a good amount of time yeah. there and my okay. ankles hurt. Yeah, yeah, I got one question right away off the bat. Okay. Every year there's like a car of SEMA and it's just littered. Uh, I know a couple of years we went, Supra was one of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, the GR86. The GR86 plagued it. And yeah. I mean, in a good way, it's just like, there's this one car that's usually trending. So every booth mm -hmm. tries to get it. What was that car this year? So I would say the, the number one car of SEMA 2023 was probably still the Nissan Z. Interesting. I was curious if it would be. So, so the reason why is I, I literally think, and I talked to TJ Hunt about this a little bit, and I tried to talk to um, Larry Chen because obviously he covers like the whole right. show, and it's just, it's insane. And it's just everybody brought the car last year, mm -hmm. but nobody could buy the car. So they did all right. this promotion and all this new product, and but none of it like, mattered because <laughs> nobody could buy it. Right. So, so then they come to 2023, and they're like, wait a minute. Like six people have the car now. Hey, 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 come back. Let's let's get your... So a lot of gotcha. Zs came back gotcha. for this year. I would say West Hall has a bunch of chemical brands and like some off-road stuff, but it's mostly like wraps and PPF sure. and things like that. I saw a ton of Porsche, like a ton of Porsche okay. 918s. A I bunch of Porsche. One yeah, this, the Dakar. I saw a lot of like rap companies come out and they just try to bring the wildest, most expensive car with a random blue wrap. Yeah, that makes and like, sense. The Porsche 918 seemed to be that car this year, for sure. Interesting. So, you think yeah. there will be a, a tide change of JDM cars being popular to Euro cars being popular? It, it, it was weird to see in the West Hall that like the, the JDM stuff was, and I use this term lightly, was like nowhere to be seen. It was almost all like BMW, just, Lamborghini, Ferrari, McLaren, like all European high-end yeah. stuff. I mean, I feel like when we went that time, like, you know, the Super had like just come out, like the GR86s were just coming out. Like there was like a wave of new Japanese cars like hitting the market sure. that everyone was really, really pumped about. 
not saying no one was pumped about the Z, but like you said, no one could get their hands on it. And like, it seems like that's the trend of any newer Japanese car coming out. Like you look at the new Type R too. Yeah. No one yeah, can really I, get I'm their really hands on it. So I'm wondering if it's that, like, that's kind of feeding into it yeah. as well, where it's like, oh, we know that they're not going to get their hands on it or there just hasn't really been anything new in the Japanese car world. Yeah. Um, to really did you be see that the car. GR Corolla at all? I'm surprised that, that yeah. wasn't a big player. So really? maybe maybe it's just not. Candy. There's a lot of I like outs, outside. There was a lot of really you know like tuner tuner stuff. The the outside has been dominated by tuner sure. tuner cars. We saw like a twin motor K swapped 350Z. We saw that eight and one crazy LS BRZ yeah. that was yep. there last year. There was a couple Liberty Walk S15s yep. that were out there. So the tuner stuff outside was still like still rampant. heavily present. Yeah, yeah. But once you went inside, it seemed like it kind of started to to dwindle a little bit. Central Hall though was a vibe. So I have a question for you. Yeah. I every year it seems like so if you're you are someone who's not able to go to SEMA, mm-hmm. right? And I wasn't able to go for a long time. Always saw the stuff posted about it online. And I would say that the stuff posted about it online is typically more on the negative side yeah. of things, <laughs> pointing out, you know, the Bluetooth drive shafts, yeah, the yeah. shitty welds, the wrap jobs, yeah. like this kind of stuff. I want to know, was it really that bad this year or are people just blown out of proportion like normal? Um, the So I, I treat the outside of SEMA different than the inside of SEMA sure. because it's it's like a trade show. So I even got shit and probably rightfully so. Like I posted up about the Z being there and I was really stoked oh, and yeah. I asked people what they thought. And like one of the guys was like, they let a base Z inside. <laughs> I'm like, you motherfucker, you, you got me. <laughs> you bet they did. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, they kind of did because the point isn't like it's not about the car. It's about the product on right. the car, you yeah. know, but outside is a free-for-all. I don't know how SEMA judges the cars. I think they do like a pretty basic scan, but it's not a car show. Like no, SEMA's right. just looking at the car and be like, it looks modified, yeah, it's bring suppo- her in. It's supposed to be like bring the best you got kind of thing yeah. to show off. But it's not a whatever. car show. Yeah. So it doesn't go through like a catfish policy, so to speak. So okay. there was a couple cars there that I was like, eh, maybe, maybe, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. it was a, a 15 footer for sure. But yeah, it wasn't that bad. I think there was a, a G35 that I think got picked on. That crazy uh, yeah. body kit one? Yeah, yeah that one got oh, picked yeah. on. Oh, yeah. I seen some, like, there was outside, there was some, like, challengers with, like, Lambo doors, yeah. and it was, like, a V6 and yeah. stuff like that, and people mm-hmm. are like, why do they let this stuff yeah. show up? And that's, it's because SEMA doesn't, like, determine that you need to have, like, the most exclusive version of a car to show it. So, it needs to have modifications for it to be shown. Right. So what are, yeah, I guess... If that's the case, how how does how do you end up with a car in SEMA? Like what you should see like the process we could get in. Like (laughs) specifically like Like try to get the most (laughs) basic car that we can like the Jetta. What is let's get the Jetta into SEMA? (laughs) Next year the Jetta's going to SEMA. Let's do it. So the car needs to be, I think, affiliated with a company that is at at the show. So that's that's so it's like they kinda SEMA just kinda lets those companies decide like, yes, I want this car. Presenting, yeah, yeah they, so. they buy a spot, okay. so they buy a spot. So like Adroad last year, right? Like they bought six outdoor spots or four yep. outdoor yeah, spots, yeah. and they allocated those spots to different builds. And right. one of them was Lars's M2. Mm-hmm. So the person that's responsible for allocating the car is really the one doing all of the due diligence. Sure, sure, and so true. every year, though, if you look at where that G35 was. Mm-hmm. And you guys know this too. Every year there is a car or truck in that walkway yeah, yeah. that either gets a absolute shit ton of love on the internet or gets absolutely berated into the <laughs> yep, ground. Yep, yep. And I remember this because like Button Built, I know nobody talks about those people anymore because they had an issue, but Button Built had like this super sick car trailer like rig with a slammed Ferrari. I think it was like a 308 on okay. it with a huge wing and this, that. And people just never stop talking about it. But it's because that's where the most foot traffic right, it's is right, at you SEMA. You have to go buy it. So everybody goes by that car, and that's why I think it blew up. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah, I just wanted to know because, uh, like I said, obviously the internet, you know, it's weird that they blow stuff out of proportion like that's that. That's crazy. I've never seen them do that before. It, but yeah, um, no, I just I, I thought it would have been cool to talk about from someone who was actually there, went yeah. to it, has been going for multiple years. Um, it felt because yeah, sometimes that's the only side of it you see if you're not there. Like yeah. because you know when we went there, there are so many cars and just so many insane cars. Yeah, yeah. you know, so it's really easy to point out the flaws and stuff like that. So vibrant, yeah. vibrant uh, performance uh, has by far always the best cars at any 
haul any booth ever because yeah. this year they had his name is Kevin. Him and his dad built a, a Trans Am that I think it's we're going to do a lot of on. Been seeing a lot of that, and it's it's a wild car. You know, two thousand horsepower. It's rated for. It's an LSR twin turbo, completely custom, custom fabricated. Yeah. And Kevin's twenty years old, and so his dad was an IndyCar driver or IndyCar engineer. I can't remember off the top of my head, but That's he's a, like, it's a wild. He, he would like make calls. He'd be like, "Hey man, I know you're working for McLaren now, <laughs> but would you mind?" flying over to teach my son how to weld and he'd be like yeah sure so he hopped on a flight <laughs> nice came down for a weekend and was like Kevin this is how you weld mm -hmm. and then Kevin would take it and just learn and just absorb and be a sponge That's... and then the guy would leave and the guy would come back to Kevin's dad and be like can I come back again because I really enjoyed working with him I'd like to teach oh, him more so cool. and so like engineers builders fabricators uh people who could wire like all of these people like flew in to teach Kevin how to build this car and uh, it's a super interesting car. I'm interested to see how it runs and all that sort of good stuff because I think the biggest plague of SEMA right now is them letting in cars that can't actually like do anything. Do anything. Um, but it, I guess. I got another question for you. Go for it. Did you see any like um, innovations? Did anyone come out no. with anything that's new for 2024 as for parts? I seen Koenig was uh, experimenting Stepping with some aero disc type yeah. stuff. Stepping into the Forge line a little, yeah. a little bit. Forge? There's always a little bit of that the testing. I don't know if I saw the Forge there. We didn't spend actually a lot of time in South Lower because we just never could get over there. Right. Um, the biggest trend I saw that I think will really start to to stand out is people offering like full bolt-on engine swaps from like performance shops. When I was walking through Central Hall, I noticed a lot of people were like, "Hey, if you're bringing in an R32, we'll we'll do a." a a full RB29 build on it or RB30 build on it. Like <laughs> before, before, kit, before, yeah. before it even comes to your, your house, we'll take the engine out. We'll do everything. We'll put it back in so that when it comes to your door. And then I saw it with like, Hey, we're swapping V12s into to BMWs. And this what? other person's like, we'll swap, you know, a 700 horsepower case swap Who's before you this? get a car. And there was a lot of engine swap talks. That's like, interesting. Like because this year. Last week we talked about um, Dakota brought up the, a lot of the EV swap companies doing that. Yeah, yeah. so there yeah. there was a lot of that. One thing that I found really interesting is I accidentally got caught off guard by one of those companies because they asked me what I thought about. It was like a Mercedes G-Wagon that was in the Toyo Tread Pass and it was EV swapped. And they asked me what I uh -oh. thought, like what I thought about it. And I thought the, the swap was cool. I think them swapping something out is neat. But then he's like, well, do you think it's an adequate replacement? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't think it is. <laughs> And we got into a weird conversation. It was, he was a really cool guy, but like EV swaps in and of themselves, I think are sick. Like you, you see it a lot in like the old seventies cars mm -hmm. now where it's like, they're throwing 800 foot pounds of torque out yeah. of a car with an, with a battery, but I still don't treat it as a replacement. Yeah. I treat it as like a different, I, I treat it like a case swap. Yeah. Like I treat it no different than a case swap. Kind of how we were talking about it last week was just like, who is that target demographic? Like who is actually looking at doing that? Yeah. And like, yeah. it just, it just comes off as kind of weird. Yeah. You I know, think it's a lot of like that still. early adopters. Like if you go and you dare, I say, you know, you start talking about cryptocurrency, right. And like, <gasps> like you know, yeah. but early adopters back yeah. in like 2015, 2016, right. Like, you now think those guys are the oh. smartest motherfuckers in the world because of how much money they made. But well, I mean, yeah. I don't think though EV swapping helps I mean, would it? That's interesting. Like, if you go to sell that car that you EV swapped and it's like a traditional gas car that swapped to EV, yeah. now you're tired of it and you go to sell it, do you think it would be harder to sell or do I you think like some be, hipster picked that shit up instantly? I feel like it'd be insanely hard to sell. Because, like, if something breaks or, like, right. goes, like what? how the hell do you maintenance that? Like, it's, it's a complete one-off thing. Yeah, I, so don't, I don't know how you I, would maintain As of right now. And it's like, I kind of look at it the way it's like, the only people that I feel like would do that and are doing that are people to build it for shows like SEMA. Yeah, I think just it's like a, show it like, hey, look what we can do. Like, it's like I, a can't, cape. I can't just picture, you know, someone down the street being like, oh, yeah, I got my Camaro. I'm going to throw an EV swap in. Yeah. I like, what I, the fuck? I still think we're a little far away from that because it's also yeah. a scary thing to do and yeah. all that stuff. But one of the I got to tell you two crazy stories that I thought were really interesting. Number one, um, seeing Tavares's like P1 car. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and learning all of the mess he has to go through the because car. like of the 
because of the oh, batteries yeah. and yeah. like mm-hmm. how McLaren doesn't service them and it's $160,000 if they what? wanted to get them swapped out <laughs> and they won't even do that. That made me scared about EV integration with cars just from a, from a standstill. Right. Um, so that was really wild. And then on the last day, we're walking out of SEMA and as we're walking out, they announce it. They announce, yeah, thank you for coming to 2023. Have a great day. And you immediately hear all the cars turn on. Like people oh, yeah. are just rushing to get into their cars, right? They're fucking yeah. like shoulder bullying people. Like old people with the walkers are throwing their shit in the trunk. <laughs> They're trying to get in the goddamn cars fast as possible. And we're walking up Central Hall and we see one of these things happen. And the guy goes in, he leans into the window and he goes to turn on this car. This car is like 37,000 feet long. It's one of those old boats of a car. Yeah, Beautiful car. Turns it on. Cars in neutral. Car turns on, shakes alive. As it shakes alive, it also starts to roll back. It starts rolling back slowly. Their solution was to just try to stop it with this, their like hands. 50, this like 50,000 pound. This car weighs like three oh, tons. Oh, it Jesus. starts rolling back more and more and more. There's a car behind it that's like, I think it's like a Red Bel Air or something like that. Sees it. He turns on his car. He tries to throw that thing in reverse. There's people behind the car. He tries slamming oh on the gas God. to try and get out of the way. He can't get out of the way. The car rolls right into the front of the car, smacks oh, the front passenger headlight. No. And it all happened within like 20 seconds everybody comes rushing over there right and obviously like the booth guys are just trying to figure out what the hell happened Mm -hmm. and it sucks because where the damage was on that other car was was right in a creased point of like the body panels so all of it's gonna have to be redone she's dickered that was wild i was like that sucks so much well, yeah, because, I, and I had no idea that that's how, I was like, usually you sit in your car, you wait for somebody to come, you know, yeah. usher you out almost. And like, yeah, they essentially just incited like a mass panic. Yeah, within 20 <laughs> like seconds. Thousands yeah. of people with really expensive cars in a very tight area. Yeah, I'm like, surprised I wasn't a little more organized. Yeah, within 20 <laughs> seconds, I had a 4GT almost take out my right knee trying Jesus, to get out of the You could have retired if you let that oh, happen, yeah. brother. Yeah, what the hell? You could have retired. I want my knee. You <laughs> stood your ground. Screw it. <laughs> You don't need uh, your knee for you a four, four GT. GT. Yeah, yeah, you can pay whatever. It was it was cool. I like a lot of really interesting like moments where starting to see more people do like the the interview style content, which was cool. And yeah. then I got to see the Stradman just randomly pull up next to the Z, and he was all stoked about stuff. Dustin Williams was excited. Got to talk to Adam LC and Colette. Cool, awesome. And dude. You can TJ and like it was just good to see everyone. And of course, Jimmy Jimmy Elks. Okay, what was your favorite car there? Oof. Out of the influencers, yes. Let's God damn it! I was gonna. Ask that. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Who who showed up? Who, who showed up the strongest? Influencer who showed up had the, the s- best car. Oof. And who had the worst? Damn. <laughs> who had the worst? <laughs> yeah. Um, man. Come on, dude. I I really okay. So I think from like a maybe like a relatability perspective, I truly enjoyed Kevin's GRD6. Wow. Yeah. And I saw I mean, Dustin, it was sick, but Dustin Williams' car is cool. Uh, I got to walk around TJ Hunt's car. Obviously, super fucking sick. But there's mm-hmm. there's so much in that build. Like there's so much that has yeah. to be done to get to that point. It's like in awe. Like I'm in awe of that car and everything that he had to do, which is a, a badass car. But like Kevin's, it felt like, hey, I did the brakes. I did it right. I did the suspension. Yep. I did it right. I did the yeah. seats. I did it right. Yep. And every little thing I was looking at was like. Wow. When he did choose to do it, it was a it was a nine out of ten or a ten out of ten sort of like thing. And it was just it felt like a relatable build that if you were to look at, you'd be like, that is probably one of the cleanest, relatable versions like, of a car. It, it's something you'd aim to do. Yeah. Like a lot of those cars you see and they're fucking insane, they're awesome to see, but you're like, I would never yeah. do that. Yeah. I don't yeah. have <laughs> intentions of doing that. Yeah. I get it. And I his, get it. His car too is like it's very, very functional in the sense of like Yes, everything works very specifically. Yeah. It works well, and it's it's not like a nuisance to drive. You yeah. know, nothing nothing is taking away from the driving experience of that yeah. car. Should be enhancing. I, it. I yeah. did like I did like TJ's car. I thought that was really cool. It was definitely interesting to see it on air jacks, and obviously, that, oh yeah, that, that made a lot of people like confused and you know with the wheel fitment and stuff. But was the wheel fitment as wild in person as the I mean, yeah, the whole thing it? is they're like drooped, so it's like it just kind of it kind of looks like if you hold a Chihuahua and the legs are just kind of <laughs> like you know like this. Yeah. but it was a really cool car. How many cool times have you seen that? 
Yeah, I just imagine you grab that out. Of, <laughs> you grab that Chihuahua out of nowhere, and it's like, look at this. Uh, it was this good. Is, to, I this is this. TJ's car. Yeah. It was good to see um, Adam's Supra, the rotary Supra. Oh yeah, oh, that had to again. be crazy. Yeah, we, we saw that at a couple of the FD events yeah. this year. Super neat. Yeah, it's just it's cool because we got to see it because we were hanging out with the Pit and Paddock guys for a little bit, and like we there was a Jer Corolla there, so there was one there. Ah, yeah, there was lied. one. Well, there was probably more than one. I just couldn't find it. Um, but yeah, no, seeing that car in person without 20,000 people around was, was kind of neat. Okay. Hell yeah. I would say if you're people that like make an opinion on SEMA before they go, just don't like SEMA's is 90% of the time, the coolest shit in the world. Yeah, you don't have say, to go every year, but like it is, it is a, a very properly good show. Yeah. Every time I went, I seen fucking insane cars that you'll never see like anywhere else. So like, that's, that's what we said. I think we discussed in the last podcast here, like, 100% worth going at least once in your life. Oh, you absolutely. should go, yeah. but yeah, not nothing you need to go to every single year. Unless. I would say one of the ugliest cars I saw, just to get it off my chest, Richard Rawlings oh. EV Testarossa thing that I saw is like an electric vehicle swapped Ferrari. Uh, oh, love, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. I love white, what right? he does. I love his builds, but I like. I saw the car and it's a, it's center like a seat, center right? seat with yeah. the two seats yeah. on the side and it's... It's got this weird <laughs> headlight thing. Yeah. I just couldn't. I couldn't get oh, to man. it. I couldn't say I liked it. I'm sorry. Yeah, that that one was a bit peculiar. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely one you throw in the collector, you know, quarter and just mm -hmm. not ever talk about. There was a lot of additive. Uh, 3D printing stuff there now too. Hell yeah, no, yeah, really that's cool. that's really cool to see. I, I love seeing that kind of stuff too, and it, it's only getting more crazier and better and more honestly like obtainable to do yeah. that kind of stuff with. Well, I mean, we have like we have a Vology hour and a half two hours away yep. and they're a really close partner of ours and yep. they help 3d print stuff for like the ferrari mm -hmm. and things like that and they've been awesome they work with like formula sae cars yeah. and uw madison and they show us what they can do with additive technology which it's is like 3d printing insane. it's like 3d printing but not with plastic but fancy stuff oh. with metal and yeah. it's super calibrated and it's like i i don't want to downplay it but that's the easiest way to explain yeah, it. you would never know that it was 3d printed exactly honestly. and like people are taking these concepts of well if i just could make a caliper that was like the lightest and was only needed metal where it, it was had needed to be. To be. They're like, yeah, look we like? got you. And then it's like this weird shaped thing yeah, the, and it uh, looks like an alien. Yeah, organic design yeah. Um, methods are just absolutely insane. Like literally just putting the only the essentials, which yeah. can only be done with something like additive manufacturing. So yeah, it looks like a freaking like spider web, yeah. like alien egg looking, like you said. Yeah, it, Imagine it, it cleaning that. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that would, you'd need to, 3D print some crazy cleaner. <laughs> One cleaner. Yeah. Right? yeah Literally chat GPT, crazy. make me a brake caliper. Chat GPT, make me a clean, clean scrubber yeah. for my brake caliper. It's like shaped like this, you know? All right. Before we break from this segment real quick, why the... I, I've just been looking at it. This has been bugging Why is it bugging? What's bugging? What are you me? looking at? The wheel on your lawnmower, <laughs> the spokes aren't even. They're also directional, but they go backwards. Like the, the bottom right there, that gap is way larger than all the other gaps. You think it might just be the shadow? Wait, what are you looking at, though? I don't think so. I think Chels is having a seizure. Yeah. I might be. It might be the shadow now that I look at it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> You've looked at that 12 times since we started this first segment, it's right and it's nuts. Which, <laughs> by the way, we do want to let you guys know that we do have Black Friday sales and specials coming up. We just have no fucking budget to tell anybody about it with ads. So here's what we're going to do instead. If you see a cool ad out there that has a discount from someone... We have the same goddamn thing. Just shoot us a message. Let us know if you want it, and we'll get it to you. And you're buying yeah. it from us, which helps us fund doing more stuff like this. So are we piggybacking off of other people spending hundreds of thousands of dollars? Absolutely. Yes. Yes, <laughs> we are. Yep, you nailed it. So shoot us a message in the chat bot if you need help. It's going to be Gels and I answering that mm -hmm. throughout pretty much the whole weekend or Carissa as well. Yep. Um, but yeah, if you see a deal, we have the same goddamn deal. And, it and mean we a have lot the same you, products. Yeah, and if it just mean a lot if you bought them from us. So with that being said as well, Final thing, sponsor Continental Tire has oh, been an official podcast sponsor for a minute now. And we're jumping into the winter time, which means we're going to be throwing some winter tires on some cars, which yep. is going to be in the second segment of this video, which if you are on the fence of buying some tires, we'd highly recommend taking a look at Continental's lineup. They got a ton of really great stuff. Best thing for me personally, honestly, is when we're throwing them on cars that we're using for 20, 30, 40,000 miles. We just want to have peace of mind. Mm -hmm. Continental has some banger warranty programs to isn't, help with that. Isn't their slogan a rubber for any occasion? 
I don't think it is actually. <laughs> I don't think I it is. I remembered that wrong. Continental. You know we, what that is? We would oh, like to pitch, <laughs> we would we would like to pitch you a new slogan, but it might be trademarked by another company. <laughs> they aren't gonna sponsor this. Uh, <laughs> we gotta give these stools back. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna be talking about good old winter setups. All right. I was talking. No, no, no. It's not about getting. It. <laughs> <laughs> for those that don't know i'm sure there's a lot of people in california that listen to this podcast and they're about to go through their treacherous winter which is like 60 degrees. 40 degrees and maybe a little bit of clouds but up here in wisconsin we go through hell for the next five months it's dark as fuck literally all the time it's cold windy and everything frozen sucks. tundra yeah but even if you don't live in Wisconsin, if you live in like seventy percent of the states, I would say going through winter time is a is a real is a real thing. Especially for car enthusiasts, it's it a mood killer. Yeah, and if you're a Texan and you're wondering, does the world laugh at you when it snows one time and your entire state goes into chaos? The answer yes. is yes. Yes, absolutely. I laugh every single time. I mean, I get it. Their, their houses well, and stuff aren't built for that. So I then under- their lines and I understand stuff the concept. Explode. No, no, no. I don't I don't It dis- is an issue. I don't I don't disagree. What I laugh at is when it snows in Texas, right? Houston, and they've got that beltway. And people should be going a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. It's not a common weather condition to be snowing. And you'll always see those people still going like a buck they 10 don't on drive the beltway and they don't drive slow and then they just like take off an yeah. off ramp like they just lift off onto another and they're like i can't yeah. believe the city wouldn't do anything about this <laughs> bitch you were going a buck 15 <laughs> get out of here yeah. anyway let's talk about wintertime a lot of us are deciding whether we should store our cars yeah. or drive them or both <laughs> you can- uh, i just went to your freaking <laughs> loft unit that you're storing the gloria yeah <laughs> Yeah, that thing was tall as hell. Well, it's an RV storage unit. Yeah, (laughs) Gloria don't need that much. (laughs) It's a big car, not that big though. Um, But yeah, I know you're kind of thinking back and forth a little bit on the Z um, driving this winter. Um, If you were to drive a performance car, sports car in winter, what are some key things that need to be done? I'm gonna, I'll kick it off. Winter tires, hands down, need. Absolute need. Yeah, you can't really skip out on on winter tires. And I'm talking dedicated, not all yeah, seasons. Not all seasons. No. For we, a so, rear wheel drive sports yeah, car. Yeah, and this is important too because California folk, again, I'll like kind of talk about them specifically. Like, if you get snow or your roads freeze in like Northern California, and all season is not going to do it. Like, I know you want it to, but if it snows relatively, usually NorCal people I talk to. You'll be okay. You're not going to thrive, but you'll be okay. You'll be okay. Depending on the car, because cars handle it better than winter, too. But, like, winter tires are dedicated for winter. They're dedicated for snow and slush and cold temps. And you can tell. And immediately. It's literally, like, always driving on a dry road with winter tires. It's It's fucking crazy. It blew my mind. I know we've talked about that, so I won't kill. I I will say there are some all seasons. Again, I'm saying specifically for a rear wheel drive sports car that they're (laughs) just not made for winter weather conditions. They're really not. That's where you need you yeah. need a winter tire. Any other case, it would be nice. It's really nice, and yeah. it is a game changer, and you feel confident while driving. But there are a lot of cars that can get away with like a DWS 06 Plus, and sure. they will be perfectly mm-hmm. fine, especially like front-wheel drive cars. Nice. Um, yeah. The reason that they do so well is because the engine is over the front wheels where your the weight, the weight is. is. Uh, another thing, too, that you can do, I remember my dad always did this for me because I had an F-150, and it was only rear-wheel drive. Didn't Sandbag? Have drive. Sandbag? Loading sandbags yeah. in the rear you put that over the rear axle same concept you're putting weight over the power um so that way you can dig in a little bit more and uh it helps it helps a lot so i would i would if if you're if this is gonna be weird but like if you're a little young maybe you're a little young in the book maybe your car is not sitting in a garage because maybe you still live with your parents or something like that maybe it may not be a bad idea invest a couple hundred bucks get yourself a remote starter I know that's a weird thing no, to bring no, up, but no, I remember it, it when... It is nice. Oh, I have it a story. Nice. I have a good story because about Because it this. just... It's it's nice. The, the number one thing that sucks about wintertime is literally the cold. And if you're, if you're commuting, your drive is like probably 15 minutes, 30 minutes max, right? And if you got a shitty car 
and the heater takes 20 minutes to warm up, that entire drive just blows. It and sucks, if you can yeah. just do a remote start, it's awesome. All right, yeah. all right. Now, now my word of caution story about remote start. I agree. It can be nice as hell, not that my cars have it. But um, my, buddy my, have it Neff, my buddy Neff came over, and it was one of those frozen tundra days. It was like one of those ridiculously, like, wake up, it's negative 15 mm-hmm. days. And uh, he spent the night, and he so he used his remote start. He had it on his truck. And... Uh, it ran for a little bit and it killed just because it was so freaking cold. Yeah. So he did it again. Luckily, it was all good. Um, and he let it run for, I don't know, half an hour probably just to really warm because it was so yeah, damn yeah, cold. Yeah. Uh, and then he's like, all right, I'm going to head out. Did the old Wisconsin goodbye. It took like an hour to say goodbye. <laughs> of course. It goes outside. Truck is beautifully warm on the inside, doing exactly what it needs to. Opens the back door. That cold air met that hot air. Shattered his rear window immediately. <laughs> it just blew up. Poof fucking got glass all over oh my driveway my ever, ever shit that was one of the craziest things i've ever seen so i wouldn't even say that's a remote start issue that's just our fucking state yeah, yeah. that's a wisconsin that's like you, you just gotta be careful i guess sometimes because you never know Holy you didn't shit. do anything it wasn't like the glass was, <laughs> yeah, was right, the rear dude. window too so you know it wasn't like yeah. damaged or cracked yeah. or anything like that and just the, that's wild, the, the doing like a little emergency bag obviously super important that is really smart and I should do it and I don't yeah. like just having some of the, like the basic stuff like they always say you know like pack a blanket and some yeah. heaters and stuff but like, like I would say even grabbing um, you know like if you're throwing some sandbags and stuff in the back like you can get some of those like smaller shovels and stuff in case you ever yes. do get stuck yes. that you can get the snow out of the way um, if your car goes into a ditch but like is it worth actually driving in the winter time I would argue I kind of want to say yes. Oh, it's so fucking hard. Yeah, it, I kind of want to say yes. There's a lot of things that go into determining if it's worth it. If you don't plan on keeping this car your entire life, yes. If you plan on keeping it for a long time where you can see the effects of rust, yeah. Oxida- yeah, uh, uh, oxidization. <laughs> there you, go. you got it. We'll just say rust. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Corrosion. Yeah. Corrosion. Perfect. Man, if I could just talk today. <laughs> Suck. Um if you're not going to see that happen, why not? Why exact? You've heard yeah. this before. Why are you keeping it nice for the next guy? Yeah. Because I did get the opportunity last year to drive the Super in winter, and I gotta say it was one of the funnest fucking times <laughs> I ever had. It's a great experience. It yeah. is so fucking cool, and I remember Sean Berger specifically. Um, I was so against rear-wheel drive cars in the winter. I was like, "You're gonna die. Why the hell would you even do?" It? Like he had his Mustang GT. I was like. That's what you picked up. He specifically bought that for a winter vehicle. He bought some really cheap winter tires, threw them on there, and took me for a ride. And I was like, okay, I kind of get this. Then I did it. And I'm like, I fully understand yeah. and support this motion. Um, <laughs> however, there is those times where it's like, uh, I'm swapping over the wheels and stuff to go down to Tennessee in the summer. And I'm starting to realize a little bit of corrosion on my coilovers. Yeah. And yeah. Is it worth it then? That's when I start questioning everything. Like uh, I am, I am trying to really like put the the cost on it though. Like let's say, let's say I take the Z, right? We 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 lift it, we throw some, Jesus. some <laughs> Continental tires on it, maybe throw some fifteen fifty twos on that bad boy, and we turn whoa, it into whoa. like a little like winter vehicle, and you do it for the whole winter. Okay. And then I go and I sell it in the springtime. Like, do you think anybody's gonna be like, well, it was driven in the winter time, so I'm only gonna offer you for. <laughs> five thousand dollars uh, like i don't i don't think i've ever I, had I that discussion i would yeah people i don't think people will really care um it, i mean they're gonna assume like if they didn't see you or your content <laughs> they're gonna assume it wasn't driven in winter because people don't typically do yeah. that yeah. um so i don't think they would really care if people seen the content then i could see them kind of badgering you about it like oh you drove this mm. through the winter i can go get one from texas or i can get one from anywhere because just, no one else drove it in I'm winter just saying like if I had the option or opportunity to get one that wasn't, I would probably yes, rather go exact, with that. That's, yeah, I yeah. went to Texas to get my suit. Yeah. And I, it was beautiful. I was like, I know this car hasn't seen mm-hmm. fucking salt. I yep. know it mm-hmm. hasn't. And that's the thing, too. It's not the gosh darn snow. <laughs> oh, here we go. It's the it's salt. The, it's the freaking salt. It's, it's, freaking the, salt. <laughs> it's the freaking salt that'll get you. How have we made it to 2023 <laughs> without figuring out something that melts snow but not melts metal? How have we not... <laughs> done some type of math i don't know to figure out like i feel like melting snow isn't that hard (laughs) you just need heat yeah so like why do we have to melt metal at the same exact time as melting? that's that's always like i laugh because bringing it back to texas where like texas will just throw like sand on the snow and they're like this will do it and it's like well what happens when the 
when the sand goes to the si- well, I don't know. We haven't gotten that far <laughs> yet. You're just back to the you snow. You better not point. be driving by yeah. that time. Let's yeah. hope the snow is gone by then. That's the real answer. For real. Um, I don't know. It's like it's when I drove the Audi for two years in the wintertime, I would say that that was probably the best winter driving experience I ever had. That was a yeah, all wheel drive fucks. Yeah, it, it is sick. I would say if you have an all wheel drive vehicle, just do it. That's made for winter. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out like there because some people have cars where it's like their one and only car and then they store it to buy like a you know, mm-hmm. beater with a heater. Box. But it's like, dude, if you got like a B7. B6, like an S4 or like an S5 or something where it's like, it's kind of built for the conditions. I would just say do it. Yeah. And just wash it religiously. Every yeah. time the car wash is open. But like, but like cars, like Audis have a lot of like undercoating to prevent yep. rusting. Yep. Like you that's can what also makes get it your su- car undercoated yeah, that's too. What, but like, that's what makes it really awesome about Audis is like, I, I remember driving, I mean, pretty much from almost 16 to 22, I think I had an Audi almost every single year for like the winter time. And I never had to deal with I never had to deal with a rust issue. Never. And like I didn't wash it as religiously as I should. I just never had a problem with it. And so I feel like a Nissan is probably different than an Audi in terms of yeah. like rust inhibitors. Yeah. See, I feel like Nissan's the just Euro- gonna the European cars do a really good job with that for whatever reason. You don't, don't really need to worry about the body panels so much, at least since we wash our cars, it's those it's when you go to work on it and yeah. all every little nut bolt is fucking yeah. corroded. Yeah, that's that's true. where that's it's where annoying it's, as fuck. Yeah. yeah, you guys love to let us know. Let us know in the comments on if you think we should take the Z out in the winter time, and if Dakota should take the Supra back out because I think that would be a cool photo shoot it. having uh, the Supra and, and the Z, Z in yeah. snow and that doing a competition. Sick. Just reach oh, out to oh, USA. Now we made it like, into a competition. I think it would be fun. No, Do some I'm like down, winter autocross. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. ask Mike if you'd let us come I'm up. I'm down. I I planned this weekend to throw my stock winter wheels on because well they don't need to be. I don't need the the general G Max sitting on the concrete and you know in the garage yeah. and it's freezing. So I'm, I'm going to put the stock on regardless, yep. which I think is a terrible choice because then I'm going to be, I know there's going to be some fluffy day. Uh, it's snowing and then it's the right type of snow. And I'm going to be like, I made that mistake. Fuck it. <laughs> Two years ago, I made that mistake with, with the Audi was, it was snowing and it snowed like fierce. Mm-hmm. And I still had the variants that had the, the Michelins on oh, it. Yeah, yeah. And they were Pilot Sport 4S's, but I still remember I was coming, trying to come home. And like there's like the, a right hander, and there's probably like an eighth of a mile before I have to turn left. And I started braking at like just corn. And I still slid by my turn. Yeah. And I barely made it That's, home. And there's like two inches yeah. of snow on the so, ground. So all wheel drive. And that is all great and all. It can get you out of a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it is literally the braking shit, like just slowing the car down. Yeah, is the biggest determining factor because that is something I realized. Like I said, riding mm-hmm. in the Supra, Dakota put those on. He's like, "Yeah, let's go for a ride." And he was ripping around my neighborhood. You. I'm like, "Yeah, you need to stop." Because <laughs> like, coming from an all-wheel drive car with just all seasons on it, I was completely changed from that point on because I was like, "Holy shit!" He stopped like it was. Practically 80 normal. degrees out, yep. you know. It almost does make winter more enjoyable too. I it think does. it's it's obviously like a a, a a simplified statement, but just having a, a decently fun mm-hmm. car in the wintertime when everything else sucks, it is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just that balancing act. Yeah. But Joe's, you have the BMW, like you said, with X Driver. Yeah. You're, you're thinking about making it a little more winterized this year, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, because I, I did um the the whole season last year with <gasps> the Michelin Pilot all season tires. And they were okay. Like they, they did this. Like I said, we we <laughs> took it down to a snowstorm in Milwaukee when we were heading out. X Drive saved us. X Drive did save us because it was literally like three feet of snow. I thought I we were going to die four times. Yeah, but we didn't. It, but we did have to take it very, very, very safe. Um. So yeah, I actually um am going to get a set of uh, Viking Contact Sevens. They Let's are go, dude. on the way. I am working with some wheel companies. Hopefully, get some new wheels for the car. Um, that I, the goal is to like, you know, have a good daily driver that is winter capable, but still looks good, mm-hmm. you know, still like a decent fitment because a lot of people think, oh, the winter tires are gonna be like huge and blocky and they're going, no, they don't have to be, no, they don't have to be. You can get two tw- or like two twenty five thirty five winter tires. Like they're there. You yeah. can get them. Um, so that's the plan with that. And then, yeah, I want to, I want to take it up back to like the UP and stuff back to the old stomping grounds, some of the snowboarding hills and, you know, throw the, throw the boards on the car and take like a road trip in the winter. I think it would be a ton of fun. That'd be a blast. Now all of a sudden I'm noticing that I have a sea sucker mount right there that we could just throw on the Z2 and then that'd be cool. Put like a little roof, like a whole ski box. You could do so much. 
Oh, I know. I just want to do it. I just, yeah, God, it's just my conservative nature, you know, that doesn't want to do it sometimes. It's just how I am. Which, by the way, when when Jell's talks about driving cautiously and slow, that is slower than usual because Jell's already drives slow hey, and cautious. The thing is, you might be one of the first to report how the Z does in snow because I haven't seen anyone talk about that. So it'd be mm-hmm. interesting to see because I know it was a big, ah! big oh fucking God. deal on the super page. Everyone was like, "This car handles like fucking shit in the snow. Like you are screwed." I was like, oh, man. But then I did the winter setup on it. I didn't even raise the bitch. And I did fucking fine. So yeah. I don't know what they're all crying there about. Is they kind just of, had shit tires probably. There is kind of like a bragging right. Because I, I saw the Nissan Z, like a Safari version of it at the Nissan booth at SEMA. And I was like, that is dope. It was a 2023 wow. Nissan Z with like fog lights in the front. We got the in. message the next day. So here's what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the very next day I messaged them both. Um, but there is something cool about keeping it lowered too and like yeah. having the fitment on well, point it, yeah, in the winter time too still, and it just yeah. looks sharp but uh i still think the era of the the ski box you know winter setup mm-hmm. is just some of the coolest flexing you can do on the internet in the winter time yeah yeah for sure i i i do love a good ski box that that sea sucker shit expensive as fuck, i know i was literally not quite sure why dude i was looking into the obviously with all this and yeah just getting like the even yeah, that the genuine OEM roof rack for oh, that car, yeah. or even just like ones that because mm-hmm. it has the spots where it can like bolt in. Yep, that's like two hundred and fifty dollars, and then you have to buy the piece that actually holds the snowboards down, mm-hmm. which is like three hundred dollars. And it's like, yeah, what the fuck? This is more than the other shit on the car. Yeah, I ain't got no business being that expensive. So, to be honest, uh, yeah, Yakima or uh, Thule <laughs> or anyone out there listening that wants some winter content, uh, hit me up. That'd be kind of cool. We should do. <laughs> We should do that. We've had a couple really good ideas over the last like six, eight weeks. I think another one that Dakota actually brought up was like bringing some of uh, the influencers that we talk to all the time, like some of the content creators and bringing up to US Air to do like a, a driving competition of sorts at yeah. US Air. Because we talked about Kevin yep. earlier, but like Kevin Vo, Alexander Vargas, having ourselves, maybe even trying to get like Vin all the way from from Hoonigan up from California to oh, Wisconsin. Vin Diesel. Vin yeah. Diesel, Paul Walk. Oh, Oh, come on, Alex. Oh, man, what the? Almost f- Christmas. <laughs> Jesus. I'm sorry. It was a joke. It was, I just bad feel taste. like. Oh, God. Redeem. It's too soon, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> it's been <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> I'm not even. Oh, okay. I'm, so, I'm sorry. As long as Fast and Furious movies keep coming out, it's too soon. Okay. <laughs> okay. Someone say too soon. Junior. <laughs> okay. Now we've. Anyway. Stop. <laughs> I, you started it. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. But it would be cool to also like maybe even get like a couple. <laughs> you can't dig yourself out. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm just trying to keep it going. Okay. okay. All right. Um, but it'd be cool to get some some content created. Oh, Corey Talaska, we talked yes. about too. But then Prospect doing like driver. the competitions really silly. You know, like oh, yeah. have it Fun. where we yeah, like have it where we have the tires picked out, right? Where it's like you can you can pick which tire you want to run on the track but you got to do it blindfolded. Oh, yeah. And then like if you pick a slick, like it feels like a <laughs> oh, slick gosh, and then shit. turns out it's like 70,000 miles Put, used like, slick and royal tires <laughs> right next to each other. It'd be funny. <laughs> like, like Corey to last be like, yeah, I'll take this one. It's like, oh, well, congratulations. Yeah. I'll never forget when we brought Johan up here back in the day and we did all those competitions with him and we did the fastest lap in reverse and he thought it was the most fun shit. <laughs> he was ever. having a ball. We also did who could eat the most tacos while he was driving. While a professional yeah. race car driver was driving. I almost choked to death. I think everyone that did it yeah. almost choked to death that was so, that was peak interactive content yeah i love that if yeah, you we, don't know who johan is by the way he Johann is Schwartz. he is a race car driver but he also holds the world record for longest drift yep. and it's like eight hours or something yeah, they had to like refuel multiple times while, while drifting insane i think it would be, we should get johan dude he'd be back. down he johan, had so much fun yeah dude. johan Corey talaska <laughs> like the kevin colette and like vin and be like all right guys here you go <laughs> Here's a who can eat the, the most tacos. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Imagine that. All right, who can finish fun. this car first? <laughs> go, go, pranked. <laughs> no one can. <laughs> it's unfinishable. Um, hey, you've been working on that suitcase a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your so, winter driving this? No. Oh. Yeah, the bumper is on, on top of the car. <laughs> Listen, the hood's I, up. No, the hood's been up. 
I've had a lot of really great progress talking to APR about the kit. Okay. Um, so shout out to Chris for helping me out. I've been shooting him messages on like, hey, I'm really just starting to crack into this. I'm yeah. going to get it all done. I'm going to get it all done and like then send a Ray to put the finishing touches on okay. just because like yeah, there's yeah. some broken stuff that I want to get fixed. But I want to package all the videos together and then release it once That's it's fair. all kind of yeah. done. Because everybody loves the build. I just feel terrible because I'll drop a video on it and then I don't talk about it, it for tough. three months. I, I totally understand. When it's done is going to be one of your best cars. Mark my words. Like this thing will be insane when it's done. It just has farther to go than any car you have, which is saying a lot because yes. the, <clears throat> the Ferrari is... The Ferrari also needs some help. Yeah. That's why I'm not it's really... It's not bad, though. It's came a long way. It's really good, yeah. honestly. But it just... <laughs> There's parts that need love. Yeah, absolutely. With that being said, we're going to take a small break. When we come back, we're going to be talking a little bit about out of context, and we're going to be attacking each other. Uh, I thought of... There was... I don't, you probably didn't pick up on it, but in the first segment, there was a part where I just, like, spaced out. I was like... I didn't talk for a while. I thought of a good out of context. <laughs> That's what it takes. To, I did notice. We were to keep <laughs> this podcast going. So we're going to take a small break. That was a nine. Okay. All, All right. right. So we're back with out of context. <laughs> Dakota literally went into an alternate dimension in the first segment. If you're watching the video, go Run back. it back. You'll see it. You'll see him think about this very question. You can literally see my brain just turning. Uh, yeah. We listened to you guys. I see a bunch of comments. I was like, yo, bring back out of context. You don't got to do it every episode, but give us a, you guys enjoyed it. We enjoy it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, let, all right. So I got one. All right. Would you rather hear? <laughs> Every single time you go to drive your car, have a DMV instructor in the passenger seat with you, <laughs> and they God. critique you every single time. The, the driving test is scored, and they go through it with you every single time, or every single time you go anywhere, I'm talking like stores, restaurants, whatever, that you deal with an employee and you have to communicate with them, you have to explain what stance is. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Oh God, I hurt. <laughs> I'm, ah, I think I'm gonna take the stance question. Really? I'll just, I'll just get like a, a dude. I'm talking. You're in the drive-through. You're, you're gonna get old people, and you have to fully explain. It. I, I think I can just like formulate no context. Like, yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. DMV. The DMV really? instructor. You definitely shouldn't have that. And I thought you wouldn't pick that. Yeah. I would rather fight with that person. Every then time have to explain to twenty seven people on a trip what what <laughs> stance <laughs> the flight attendant. All right. So when the tire and the the rim of the wheel meet up with the fender, <laughs> there's different types. <laughs> All right. Hey, that was gels. A free part of your choosing. I'll take that once one. a year, <laughs> or always knowing what you want to eat. Oh. Rather a free part a year, bro. Dude, really? I gotta yeah. think of how much never, time yeah, you do. You know how much time you spend. <laughs> I gotta. If like, you have a significant Alex other, always has like these. Yeah, I know. You save like, meals ready to go. But if you have like these like significant <laughs> others, and they're like, "Oh, I don't know." You choose, and it's like, "Well, I chose yesterday," and it's like, "Well, I gave you options for this, so you choose from the options." You know how much time. That would save you. It would Listen, be really nice. I, I don't eat You just out. never have to think about it. I just don't eat out that much. It's not even that. It's just like, okay, we have chili or tacos or spaghetti to make. Which three are we making? You just know. You don't even have to think about it. It's all set up every day. You'd save so much time that you'd end up having more time to work to earn that. Car. I love all of this, the the pitching that you're doing. Yeah, I'm going to choose free car part too. Honestly. Yeah, free car part. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going, car part every I'm going with always knowing what to eat. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Alex, what you got? All right, would you rather have to drive... In a Wisconsin winter with a front wheel drive car, but the winter tires are on the back. <laughs> or okay. what's on the front? All seasons. All right. Or okay. would you rather have to live where there's four seasons? That, right? Like uh, like not as much snow. Let's say like NorCal. Okay. But your heater doesn't work. The heater. I could get away with that. I'm always yeah. hot. I'd prefer to be cold. My beaters never usually had a heater. So, yeah. Beaters have heaters. I, I'd yeah. be able to get by without <laughs> My it. My beater had a warmer. <laughs> I would like to make an addendum to out of context. <laughs> what? What's that? Where instead of it being a question, we're going to state something about each other's car that we don't like. Oh this is God. so dangerous, Alex. No context. You almost killed me one on this podcast. I don't know if I can go through okay. it again. Okay, All right. so we have to think about something on one of our cars. It doesn't have to be a current car, but we were just like, 
That was the dumbest shit okay. ever. All right. <laughs> you want but me to go no first? Context. Yeah, why don't you set the level? <laughs> because there's one. I, I honestly, I think I've already told Gels this, but I want to get it out to the public too because they should, should, they should know. It's not Gels' fault. That's the good news. But having an orange car with red fucking seats in it is the biggest sin I've ever fucking seen an auto manufacturer put out. That is so gross. Like I'm not even like a like a super matchy matchy guy. But like dude, orange and red right next to each other looks so bad. They didn't even try. No, they didn't try at all. It's not like oh, it was the shade was close. No, it's no. just gross. Yeah, the FRS. I hated that. On every color. fucking FRS had the goddamn red stitch interior, no matter what the fucking color was. And it worked on most of them. Yeah. Except for the fucking hot not, lava, which I orange. had. Yeah. I, I don't mind the orange color itself. But I, I remember reading. I remember reading the article of when they came out with the next generation for that car. And like one of the features, like one of the improvements was that the stitching was no longer off off color yeah, for yeah. the exterior like they they're like this is great news i'm like how is that a, that should have just been black <laughs> just make yeah, it black it doesn't need to be two-tone all right gels gels is so fucking nice he's gonna struggle with this i feel yeah i'm struggling come on just say it someone else tear me down <laughs> I, you gotta fuel. You know what? You know what, motherfucker? <laughs> All right, Alex, what do you got? Um, he's scared now. You brought no, it up. Now he's scared. The convex wheels on the super were just not it. Which ones were the? Oh, the the heritage. The heritage. Just not it. It took your twenty brand new car and it made it twenty years old immediately. I I like that look. I thought it looked alright. No context. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Speaking of oh. wheels, <laughs> I didn't like how it took you three years to figure the Ferrari fitment out. Yeah, no. <laughs> and we're still and not. We're there. still not sure it's there. <laughs> this is leagues better than what it was, yeah. though. So I'll, yeah, I'll give you some slide, props. We've had to repair the rear quarter panel four times with the setup. So for a fitment guy, <laughs> it was pretty hard to watch. No contact. Wheel after wheel. Oh no! Now they're all, now they're all the same. All right, we're Jill. talking about making things look dated. Do we need to talk about the wrap on the Porsche? Or that Ooh. looked cool. You didn't like it? I didn't like how it destroyed the fucking car. <laughs> well, the new owner destroyed the car even worse. So. Yeah, yeah. So, that's also so true. I had a nine nine six turbo. It was black. <laughs> it had bad. a tech art kit on it. It was awesome. I love that car, and um, I decided to get it wrapped to look like a race car from like the 2001. And um, the the person that put the wrap on decided to literally sand down the paint and clear. Right. Dude, I think you to, you scarred me for life on wraps after to, that. To, to make the wrap work. And um, I when I when I sold the car, I had to tell the guy that. Yeah. I didn't know what damage was underneath <clears throat> it. Well, it turns out he got T-boned by a random lady at a... So there's a lot of damage. Light. So there's a lot of damage now. There's a lot of damage. <laughs> that Wasn't there a lot of like cuts too? Yeah, so... There's His a name lot of was stuff. IVS was the name of the company. His yeah. name was Nate. Oh, Jesus well, he had a, like a whole suit against him. Like I got a piece of paper As from lawyers should. that if, were like, yeah. "Hey, we're gonna go after the." He disappeared. He's doing something somewhere else now too. But like you could see on the paint that he just cut directly onto there was, like yeah. The, there was no like depth control of. Wasn't yeah. there a broken part too? Like a physical part of yeah. the car did something. Broke? Yeah, the whole car was just it was terrible yeah, experience. So it, it's actually what that. put me off of wraps. Yeah. What about Pretty those piss-filled headlights? That looked good. <laughs> that looked damn hear me good. Out, hear me out. I, I know we're not supposed there, to just wait. Hold on. If there are three words that just make Alex's skin crawl <laughs> nowadays. It's that. Piss-filled headlights. Piss-filled headlights. I don't think I mind yellow headlights, honestly, but you got to be so fucking careful <laughs> when you start combining a bunch of colors, bro. You had white, red, and then Black. yellow? Off yellow too. It wasn't and it just time. was a lot of color going on. I don't That's know fair. if you needed piss filled headlights. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> All right, let Kels, me think, you got one yet? Yeah, let me think otherwise. I'll think of I something. What I had What was yours? The Porsche. Oh yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, he started the whole thing we just talked low. about. He started the, low. He started, to think he started as a simple man. <laughs> it's hard to drive a fucking Mazda RX eight. That's all you got. Well, yeah, you but you mean it nice. I I, okay. You need to tint the RX-8. From the beginning, <laughs> fair. I did not like the blue on the RX-8 because it seemed like everyone was doing blue and that grabber blue color from manufacturers was everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And I think I proposed a different color and you were like, yeah, I'll do blue. <laughs> <laughs> 
which is as you should. It's your car. But I feel like the greatest. It point, looks so good black. Now. I feel like the greatest point of maturity was Jell's taking off that massive wing. Yeah. No, but he needed to do it. That the everything that was done needed to be done because he never yeah. did it before. I'm so happy that car went through that stage. Learned a lot from that. Because it needed to be done. It <laughs> yeah. needed to well, be done. So everybody has that car, right? So for me. My car that I learned what to do and what not to do was my Datsun, the sure. 280Z that I had. Your car was the Mazda RX-8, yeah. I would say. What was your car? Uh, PT Cruiser. That's where I really <laughs> fucking went all out. Yeah, I if though, I were like, to say, I didn't like the hood scoop on the PT <laughs> yeah. Cruiser. I know we take it back. Real note, I would say probably my Evo 10 because I had um, XXRs on it. I had a big wing. I didn't purchase the XXRs. They came on it, but I ran them and then... Mm -hmm. I, I learned a lot, and I think by the end of the car, I was really happy with where it was at, but there was definitely things I did that I I didn't do moving forward on other builds, so I, I learned a lot sure. with that one. If there's one thing you could take back on your current build, like right now, what would it be? Ooh. The... It's it's tough. It's really hard. Um. Maybe not bottoming out, coming back from Tennessee and destroying my rear spats and blowing them <laughs> off into the oblivion hills <laughs> gels um oh man it's it's tough it's either the air or the wide body yeah oh i have one i fucked I, up i think probably the wide the, you have to wait your we turn talked out. about this a lot but the the reason we did the wide body was because of like a rust issue we could cut it out and it was like that was the best solution but um yeah, I, I I just find myself wanting a stock body RX8 yeah. more and more. It, the grass is always greener. Yeah, you have is, a stock yeah. body, the wide bodies yeah. look good. You have a wide body, the stock bodies yeah. look good. Not mad that I did it, but yeah. like I still really want a stock body RX8. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, what do you got? What would you take back? The air suspension in the 430 has been a finicky. <laughs> Dude, for real. You don't say. I'm a big air suspension advocate, but this car needs to be on coilovers. I'm it's so just, sick of you having air on that thing. It's just, it's tough because there's just, and and obviously like Airlift sent me a bunch of stuff to, to swap yeah, it yeah, over. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to try that. Which I think will help a we lot. We're going to, it's a lot, not like an actual mechanical issue with any, well, in a sense, it's more like electromechanic, like the, the fucking, uh, management in there is just a nightmare yeah it's all dying and, and there's no support for it anymore because AccuWare went bye-bye but yeah. well well getting that figured out it's cool to have it aired out but yeah it's neat it I, looks great the, the problem is so hear me out the problem is is if we go to coilovers i'm gonna be like you don't know what would be really cool uh, different wheels <laughs> That's fine. I'm and for go, that. Okay. Go yeah. for this. Well, go which for the... ones do we want to choose from, Bank? <laughs> do we want to grab the BBS wheels? Do we want to throw the Anovias back on? Uh, do we no. want to, you know, we got options. We got a. <laughs> a dream of mine is to one day put on a streetcar, I would love to do a center lock conversion. That'd wheel. be neat. Jesus Christ. I know. I know it's a big, big dream. Okay. But I think it'd be sick. It would be dope to have that. But that's just, that's just it's my. Gotta opinion. be better in lug bolts. <laughs> gotta be gotta be it's gotta be better i worked on the the bmw the other day yeah um i just wanted to take a peek at some things and realized re-realized my hatred for lug bolts dude yeah it's awful i gotta conclude like i so i recently got um new wheels for the jetta and they're multi-lug which that's its own thing it has a cover so you don't see them which i'm okay whatever multi-lug but multi-lug okay, here it is plus a spacer that i had to add mm -hmm. to clear the strut mm-hmm Plus lug bolts. Do you know how hard? Oh, also the spacer is multi-lug. Yep. And so not hub centric, I assume. And not hub centric. <laughs> so lining up multi-lug holes. <laughs> Holy like, fuck. Your wheel touches the spacer and it shifts just a little bit. So then you can't get the fucking bolt through. And I'm balancing. I'm, it is. How oh long did it take God. you to install the wheels on that? I don't even want to fucking say. It was embarrassing. And it, oh my God, dude, I need to convert it to studs. I need to do the conversion. Oh, There's no reason that, that I shouldn't so do the conversion. That sounds so horrible. That is one of my automotive regrets. Yeah. The other one is when I was installing my Street Hunter wing, Sean Berger was helping me drill it in, which is fantastic. Thank you, Sean. But he said, yo, you should really try it yourself and do it. And I'm like, you're right. It's just scary drilling into your brand new fucking yeah. car. Um, so I did it. The first one I do, I fucking drilled too far and I went right into the like hatch part of it. So like, luckily <laughs> like it's, where it, the it's water just, is supposed yeah, to collect. It's a, it's a plastic tray and I just fucking went straight through it. 
And uh, now I got a big old hole. I remember that because like where you were doing it, we were all like working in that vicinity. You're like, oh my fucking God. Yeah. <laughs> just like, it is replaceable. I can replace it. And it doesn't really fucking. So I will. And it's cheap. Yeah, it's just a plastic just, piece. But man, it was just the principle of I did one. I fucked it all up. <laughs> Sean, please help me again. <laughs> God. It's because I, I don't have patience. I'm just like, you know, he's doing, he's like starting off. Slowly yeah. get so, the whole so I did, I did learn this though. Cause I've been, I've been a little afraid of cutting into things pretty much my entire life. Oh yeah. Cause yeah. it's just not a thing you can. doesn't undo. feel natural. You can't yeah. press control Z or whatever. But yeah. I was talking to TJ Hunt on his, on his M3 Okay. And M4. or M4, M4. GT3. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. And he was talking about, he was going to go into like the rear, rear fender. And he's like, yeah, and I accidentally cut too much here. And uh, we had to weld the whole thing like pretty much back on. And he's talking about how he would cut too far and then pretty much had to go back. Happens to everyone. Okay, it happens to everybody then. Okay, thank God. Thank God. The difference is having a team of 15 people to weld it all back together and get it all pretty. (laughs) And I don't have that. Yeah. I got a Harbor Freight welder and yeah, just it's, a dream. I don't, <laughs> Harbor Freight I don't know how to YouTube weld. Academy. Dude, like that's one of my biggest regrets is not taking like metals class yeah. in high school and learning how to weld. Why didn't I do that? See, I took like the intro class and I retained none of it. So I'm well, just that's gonna, also a problem. I don't yeah. understand what's so hard about it. Just buy the thing and just start going at it. Yeah, I mean, that's Throw literally, you've done on. that? Literally all it is, it's just. Like, I've never seen you weld, Alex. Well, yeah, I mean, that's because I don't want to. <laughs> Fair. Last but not least, we got a couple minutes left. Okay. There's been there's been some news. I wanted to get your guys' thoughts. I'm kind of going to okay. throw this at you. Okay. And if you guys are here, if you shared the last video or two weeks thank ago, you so thank you so much. Yes. The support was huge. Holy fuck. If you crazy. made it, if you made it this far again, thank you. That was you, so cool to see that you guys are, are listening to the whole thing. But I shared as many as I possibly could. Yeah, there was I tried so my many. Best. There's still some. Holy cow. Yeah. So love it. Love it. We've got we've got less than seven minutes left. Biggest news that hit hit the the airwaves was was the Hoonigan name change. Oh, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not, like, that interesting. It was just, like, a weird place. If you didn't know, Wheels Wheel Pros, they uh, acquired Hoonigan. They're, they own, like, a million products. Yeah. They're a bunch of different... They own a bunch of different wheel brands, like Rotiform and what Motegi. else? A bunch of, Motegi, Motegi. Truck American wheel Ford, brands, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, they bought Hoonigan, so they own just, like, a portion of the industry, it feels like. <laughs> and then they're like, we don't want to be wheel pros no more because we bought Cooler Company with cooler names, so we're just going to call it all Hoonigan. And it's just kind of weird. Yeah, like, so... I, I'm not here to talk shit or anything, but... Yeah, so that, that was kind of the whole point of the conversation, which is, like, how does that feel? So for a lot of people that don't know, they sold in 2021 when Ken Block was still alive. And... The whole goal was to to treat Hoonigan as like their marketing arm, like the 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 lifestyle brand. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then last week they announced, well, no, it's now just all called Hoonigan. So Wheel Pros is now Hoonigan. Wheel Pros as a name is now just for their wholesale stuff to like handle mm-hmm. that whole thing. But now Hoonigan changed its website essentially to be like a a corporate website. Now it's talking about all the brands and then the history of Hoonigan is now the history of wheel pros and the history yeah. of wheel pros is now the history of Hoonigan. So now it talks about instead of Hoonigan being found, you know, essentially like when it was, it's yeah. Randy White started it in 1996 or something yep, like that. Yep. So I just wanted to get your guys as like as an as an uh, automotive just, enthusiast, do you think people care about that? I don't think people like I, people do care. Uh, the masses don't care. Um, and I, I think from a business standpoint, like I, I get why they did it, yeah, but yeah. also it's just like this returning theme of big corporation taking over the industry. And I also, I don't even want to be that guy either that like complains about that, but it's just like Hoonigan, I think was a very special brand to a lot of yeah. people. Um, and a lot of people really remember watching it and what it stood for. And now it just feels like it doesn't stand for that anymore. And it's, because a it's sales so big. Plug. I, I think you do reach that point where you hit a certain size, right? And and things happen like you you buy or you sell parts of it and you grow yeah. into this bigger thing and you move into other like areas of stuff that yeah, it, it from a person outside looking in, it's like, holy shit, what is what's what's going on over there? Like what 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 is this becoming kind of thing? And it's like you kind of just fall off the wagon a little yeah. bit. Which I think is just the, the cycle of a, pretty much everything out there. And like Dakota said, from a business point of view, yeah, it makes a hundred percent sense, but 
you know, you got to look at the brand integrity of it. Yeah, the, the brand side, I don't know if it makes 100% yeah. sense. Yeah. The, the brand, it, it always felt a little weird because obviously we've got some homies over at Hoonigan and we also have some homies yeah. over at Wheel Pros. Like we know, right, yeah. like I know some of the, the people yeah, that work yeah, there. And so right, yeah. I always try to be a little careful with this, but I, I did have a talk with one of the individuals over at, at Wheel Pros where we talked about it just a little bit, which is, you know, people invested a lot of love into Hoonigan. Right. And to just change its, you know, proverbial history mm-hmm. may not have been the bestest decision. Yeah. Um, makes sense from a business, but how they're going to navigate that conversation in front of like the millions of people that they have mm-hmm. is, is going to be a whole this, different battle. The thing is, if, if you are taking a name like Hoonigan and everything that they have built, that they have stood for, that the people have followed for for a long fucking time, you have a sense of responsibility to not fuck that up. Yeah. I think that's the biggest yeah. thing. Which was always, that's what made it so weird, right? Because then they made the post. A lot of people obviously not very happy about it. But then, you know, following that directly after was Leah Block, you know, doing a bunch of mm-hmm. uh, drifting in the Hoonicorn yep. at, at SEMA. And it's like, okay, is that what they're going to be? Or are they doing that to cover up the announcement of wheel. Yeah. So it's like you start getting this double-edged sword. I really hope they don't mess it up because yeah, Hoonigan like, is such a I cool brand. I feel like they brand. understand, you know, they understand what Hoonigan the weight is and yeah. what right. it needs to be and mm-hmm. what it's going to continue to do. It's just like it makes it feel so much more corporate now, you know? Yeah. like Because now you, you know, know there's big business just behind it and it's, I don't know, I feel like there's going to be less of that. Like Hoonigan gave off like that fuck you mentality in the best possible way mm-hmm. of like, you know, we're going to break the industry and we're going to do whatever we want. And it's going to be badass. Like that's yeah. how I've always thought of Hoonigan. Yeah. And now I think of Hoonigan as a retailer. Yeah. It'll be uh, interesting to see. Like, it's not, again, it's not any like poor talk, but it is something to talk about because it's big. you're, you're going to, you're going to hear probably us get, get a little bit more vocal, not really in a bad way, but just talking about like this industry and how it seems to be ran by the big guys. It's all huge companies now, like yeah. between 3M wheel pros you know, and like a couple other tire, you know, distributors, like they own 80%, 85% of the entire market share for like aftermarket car parts. It's like four companies, you know, it's the same thing as like Disney. When you, you start know, looking at Disney dude, and you're like, holy shit. Drives me nuts. People on the internet always talk shit about like certain brands and they don't even realize they're just all under the same fucking umbrella and they're, <laughs> they're all like, the same yeah. company. They're like, dude, like, no, Rotoforms uh, are shit. <laughs> Niche wheels though, dude, those brands, that wheel is sick. And it's like, oh, okay. Sounds good. It's just one of those things. It'd be interesting. You guys let us know your thoughts on it. Obviously, it's like this continued thing, big, big, big money in the the automotive industry yeah. these days. And I don't think it's slowing down. So, no, if anything, we're seeing more of it. So, let us know. We appreciate you guys watching the podcast or listening in. If you guys haven't had a chance yet to subscribe or at least check out Martini Works, please do so. If you're looking to buy parts, you can mod your car at Martini Works. And last but not least, we are riding the to- coattails of those industry giants spending millions upon millions of dollars. <laughs> On the upcoming Black Friday, Cyber Monday thing. So yeah. if you see a deal from them and you want to buy it from three dudes that just love cars, let us know. You can shoot us a message over at Martini Works uh, in the chat bot and we will get you taken care of. We got the same deals. Anything else? I'm good. Dakota? Let's go, Ooh, let's I'm go have hungry. Some, let's go have some tacos. Yeah. We'll see you guys later. See ya.